Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there and welcome to the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. I'm so excited that you're here today. Uh, as you know, we talk everything brand you and particularly if you have a business that is yourname.com. Um, so today I want to talk about something a little bit probably it might you might be maybe uh, the CEO of of your organization and maybe maybe you're the rainmaker perhaps even as your business and or maybe you're a CEO who does have a fairly strong personal brand that is part of the identity of the business and today what I want to really do is perhaps dispel a couple of myths about LinkedIn for CEOs. I find a lot of CEOs a little bit nervous about LinkedIn um, or hide away from it a little bit. So super excited to be able to cover this topic today. It's one that I love working with CEOs on um, and really helping them to make a difference with their business and, and to be able to grow it. Now, I think it's kind of interesting. Something that I find pretty fascinating is that... Um, CEOs, if you have the title CEO on social media, particularly if it's Twitter and other accounts, but and LinkedIn, is that more often than not you tend to get the most followers. Um, and even on Twitter, I'm going to talk about LinkedIn today, but on Twitter, the research shows that around uh, if you are a CEO, you'll get followers around 20 times faster than any excuse me any other profile. So um, the positioning that comes with CEO is a fairly powerful tool to be able to uh, leverage that for business growth. And I think that I think CEOs are really missing a real opportunity to leverage their LinkedIn profile. And um, I don't know about you, but I find that most CEOs I work with, um, some of the problems, you know, that they're going through is that, you know, they're, they're a little bit isolated. Sometimes they work when they're working, they feel a bit alone I think um, and they're not always the expert at the social media and so when I work with CEOs they often say to me I just want to understand this really simply because when I'm working with marketing teams they can overwhelm me or make it too confusing for me with all this you know marketing and SEO and social media type jargon that I I'm not sure that I'm making the right decision and I can completely empathize I think back when I first started my business um, I had an, another business that I started about six years ago and I personally lost around $30,000 on search engine optimization and it just about broke my heart and I think I still I still got goosebumps today around the, that feeling um, that very early in business you know I thought SEO was was what it was all about and it's certainly part of it but um, I think there are other ways around it and I really feel for CEOs because I've been in that position myself and I think when you're being bamboozled by marketing jargon it can become quite frustrating and so when I'm out talking to CEOs I talk to a lot of CEOs about about LinkedIn um, and I think that um, one of the other concerns that they've got is that if if I write my profile, I'm going to be harassed by recruiters or salespeople, and there are definitely ways you can manage your profile with that. But I think um, 
some of the other things they often say to me are that I feel like it's going to open a can of worms. Um, you know, do I d connect with my staff? Do I not? What if I don't want to? You know, all that sort of thing. And I, my advice is, you know, generally that's sort of a Facebook thing you want to be worried about. I think LinkedIn, you do want to connect with your staff. Um, the other thing that CEOs often say that they're a little bit concerned about is connecting with uh, suppliers or being spied upon or things like that. Um, the CEOs that I do work with, they will generally have been dragged to me kicking and screaming by their uh, mentor or coach or someone like that, someone who uh, they're working with who understands the value of it and they've been told as part of their program that that's what they'll be doing. Um, but I think there are really three key areas that uh, that LinkedIn puts the fear of God into CEOs about. And I think the first one is that they're really worried that people are going to leave. You know, if I do a LinkedIn strategy myself and then I do LinkedIn with my staff, what if they go? You know, they're going to be harassed by recruiters and all that sort of thing because they see LinkedIn as a as a recruitment tool, which is true to, to an extent. But I think that that is just a really small part of it what my experience has been with the profiles we've built is when the profiles are built that are more positioned around the organization and less around the pure identity of just an individual um, the less uh, recruiters that harass the staff and um, so you won't necessarily get people poaching them in fact because if the profile is written correctly the individual it will show in their profile that they are so connected to the organization as part of their identity if they don't look like a passive candidate at all. Um, uh, I think too that you know the CEO can be worried that they're going to look like a job seeker and that's not the case at all. Again, it comes back to how the profile is written. If the profile is written saying, you know, around the purpose of why the profile is there and how to take action, who they want to, you know, it depends on the goal. You know, if you're a CEO and you're looking at, um, maybe you're looking at um, strategic alliances or maybe you're looking at the growth of your business and how you can get that to, to leverage your profile with that or whatever it might be. Um, I think the other fear that when I'm working with CEOs is that they also have a fear of looking stupid or looking like they don't know what they're doing. And so it's easier to put nothing on their profile than it is to put something up. And... Um, they can also, I think when I'm working with CEOs, and if you're a CEO and you're listening to this, it might be that you don't know how to manage if you see something online, like if you see a team member put something up or something goes up that you don't agree with and that sort of thing. I think that that's sometimes a concern that I hear. The other concern I hear is that I, I completely understand. I've coached a lot of CEOs, even in productivity. My background was working in productivity and um, my experience with CEOs is you seriously just don't even have time. You don't even have time to breathe half the time. Um, and maybe your EA is managing your profile. Um, so one of the things I definitely see is that, you know, they're worried that are you going to tell me to spend 20 minutes a day on this thing or an hour a day? Like I just simply don't have that time. And I, I completely understand and, and agree. And uh, I think the other concern is that with competitors, I think with people doing stalking and watching what you're up to, you know, what if they try to steal my clients? If I'm connected to clients, um, how can I protect my connections? Um, you know, I, that comes up a lot with CEOs. And I don't know if any of those apply to you, but um, 
uh, I think that, you know, there is a massive opportunity with CEOs. And the CEOs I work with, once it's up and they see the difference, they get better traction at meetings. They're able to open doors more effectively. People take them more seriously. Uh, when they're um, able to get to meetings, they are more influential. Um, so I think that you, if they've got more profile, they have more opportunities open up and they can remove some roadblocks. So if you're a CEO and you're on the fence, um, I, I totally understand. And I don't think that it is for every CEO. You've got to be really comfortable with it. With it. If it's not in your nature and not in your own um, uh, you know, personality to be accessible or anything like that, or you deliberately need to be inaccessible, um, you know, LinkedIn might not be the right tool. But we certainly know that networks make some of the biggest difference and now you're validated online even before people meet you face to face. So I think with a, with a CEO's profile, if you're looking, if you've got um, good positioning as a CEO, and most do, um, if you're looking at, well, how does that translate over into a LinkedIn profile? How can I brand myself, make sure my personal branding is as good digitally and online as it, as it is out in the real world? And I think that there are really three pieces to this particular puzzle. I think I think the first one is your your profile really needs to be built around your customer and and having the customer in mind. Um, who are the customers you work with? What are the problems that your customer has? What are the challenges they have? Even their their concerns and their fears. You know the the content that's going to be on your profile. It'll be um, plugins. Um, the search engine optimization, you've got to be easy for the customer to find. Um, there was research done, it was 2012, that around uh, two-thirds of customers make a decision about an organization based on what they know about the CEO. So, you know, the, the branding that's in your profile is highly leveraged and customers um, can make decisions about the company about you as well. If you don't have anything there, a customer will just make up in their own mind what they think about you. So you need to educate them. But make sure your profile is customer-centric, not you-centric. When it's about you, then that's when it feels weird and awkward. And maybe you're a CEO, maybe that's why you haven't put anything up because your instinct is, you know, this feels feels a bit, you know, look at me, <laughs> Kimmy, if you're Australian and you listen to Kath, watch Kath and Kim, you know, you might feel a little bit uncomfortable putting you up. And that's, your instincts are right if that's the case, because your profile is not about you when you're the CEO. It's about the customer. I think the other um, aspect of your profile that it really needs to be positioned around is the organisation. You know, a, a good CEO's profile means that it's more about the identity of the business and it's less about you. So it's about the kind of business you have. So, you know, um, why is where you work a great place to work? We know that 75% of job seekers will validate um, their future manager on, uh, on their LinkedIn profile before they apply for a job. So I, uh, we worked with a, uh, a particular company and um, it was a health fund. And when we wrote their profiles, uh, something that they integrated as soon as we were, comp uh, as soon as we were finished was that they uh, said any managers who have profile, who have job adverts up on websites and LinkedIn and uh, Seek and all that sort of thing, no job adverts go up until uh, the leader's profile, LinkedIn profile is, is written because of that reason. 
um, so that they validate really well. We've got to look like, why would I bother going to work for you? We know that individuals, 50% of the time they'll stay because of their boss and 50% of the time they'll leave because of their boss. So, you know, they want to see who they're going to work for. Is You might be thinking, are they a good cultural fit for us? But your employees or potential employees are also thinking, you know, would I belong there? How would I feel working there? And I think your profile, if you're a CEO and you've got your branding on your LinkedIn, is to really think about, um, you know, as an organization, why are we a good place to work? Um, how do we contribute to the community? You know, what's our corporate social responsibility? Um, what's the vision of the organization? And this is the big one. When I work with CEOs, I find they're really good at telling me what they do. 99% of CEOs um, that I work with, and they're often been CEOs for some time, they're so close to day-to-day that they struggle to tell me what the vision is. So if you're a CEO and trying to work on your branding, what do you want to be known for? What do you want your company to be known for? Because people are aspirational beings. <laughs> they want to know where you're going, where where are you trying to go? Inspire me, because if I'm inspired, I'll help you. Um, and I think when I work with CEOs, the greatest challenge I find is that they can't always articulate their vision. So your vision could be, you know, our aspiration is to be um, a global, uh, the world's number one um, uh, preferred supplier in um, um, you know, marketing for accountants or something. I don't know. But what is your aspiration? What's that vision? If you woke up tomorrow and you had the ideal business, what would it be? Because that's what inspires somebody to go, I want to be part of that. I want to work with them. Um, I think, um, you know, it. Uh, it's so it's not just about you, but it's, it's the vision and the goals uh, for your organization. So the first one was customer. And the second one's your organization. And I think the third piece to this puzzle is your profile really needs to show the type of person who would be a good fit for the organization. And again, this is, you can see this, this whole integration of organizational branding, but it being leveraged through the CEO. And I think if you're trying to attract team members who could be a good fit for your organization, we're a great fit for you if you work here, because this is, we're a great fit for you if you're looking for blah, we're not a great fit for you if you're looking for blah. So, you know, um, you've really got to spell it out, I think, and be clear about who you want working for you. You know, that might even include, what, you know, why would I work there? It might even be sharing your turnover rates or your attrition rates. Or maybe you got a great Hewitt score. You know, maybe if you were, if you were part of, um, maybe you went through a, a great place to work survey and you got some fantastic results. Or maybe you um, have been nominated for those awards or something like that. Um, you know, this is really important if you're part of a talent drive. And I think recruitment uh, teams often overlook the personal branding of the CEO on LinkedIn. It's not always uh, part of the strategy. Um, so I think if you can really look at, I think at the intersection, you know, if you look at the customer and the organizations, this is really about what problems do we solve and what customer problems do we have and what do we do to resolve that? And I think at, if you're looking at what the organization's got and the talent, this is really about making sure you cover off on your people. Why are we a great place to work? But also why would we attract you as a potential employee? And I think the other part, if you're looking at customers and talent, you know, that intersection across those two, customers and talent, this is about how you feel. This is about heart. This is about 
you know, if I'm a customer, how are you going to make me feel when I work with you? What are the things you're going to make me feel better about? And if I'm talent, you know, how are you going to help me come to achieving my potential? And the way that you do this is personalized. You've got to have some personalization in your profile. So it's it's got to capture the heart of you because there are two types of, if you look at um, Carl Jung's work around the thinking versus feeling preferences in the Myers-Briggs um, tool, there's lots of different profiles out there but to keep it simple if you haven't heard of the Myers-Briggs type indicator it's been around for uh, uh, since the 1940s and well over I think about 100 million people have been through the profile and people have either a thinking preference or a feeling preference when they're making decisions so thinking's more like a focus on outcomes results and tasks and feeling is more about um, feelings, emotions, and, and values. So I think what you've really got to do is remember that you've got those two personality parts of the personality spectrum who will be deciding whether they want to work there or not. And um, you really need to capture the head and the heart, so the logic and the emotion um, when putting together a profile for a CEO. So if you're a CEO and you're thinking about your personal branding, particularly on LinkedIn, um, I would have a think about those few things. So the three things were make sure you think about your customer, think about your organization, and think about the talent. And make sure you're capturing the head and heart. If you need some help with your profile, maybe you're a CEO, maybe someone shared this podcast with you. If you know a CEO who really needs some work with their branding, um, you know, we'd be more than happy to have a chat. But, um, you know, uh, if you want some help, feel free to jump on the website. If you're um, a CEO and you're out doing a lot of uh, rainmaking activity to be able to grow your business, LinkedIn is a fantastic way to do that. Um, and you can also, if you want to jump on the website, you'll see do lots of things like presentation skills, training and blogging and all those types of things as well. But if you want to have a look at, you know, even just your own profile first um, and then look at where does LinkedIn strategy fit in in terms of you know brand ambassadors and things like that you'll find some more work that i've put on it uh in the connect book so you can buy that on amazon.com or even on uh, my jane-anderson.com website i've also got the online program that you'll see there and that's where i've put my whole masterclass in there but i reckon if you're a ceo i reckon have a look at your profile see if you've got those things and if you need any help please do let me know so I hope this has been helpful for you. Please feel free to pass it on to a CEO if you do know someone who's a CEO and struggling a little bit with what to do. They know they generally know there's some potential there, but just not sure how to ma- how to um, make the most of it. So I look forward to catching up with you on the next podcast. In the meantime, I hope you have a fantastic week.